Sometimes when people come back, they're not trying to get you to fix what happened. You can't fix what happened. But sometimes it feels better to know that somebody knows what happened. Welcome back to another episode of All Booked, Sterling Missile Library's podcast where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And we have a new voice on the show. Tyler Philo is here to talk about the book Heart-Shaped Box by Joe Hill. We're not talking about the song by Nirvana. How about you tell us a little bit about the book? Well, it's a pretty great book so far. I've, I've loved each and every second of it. I'm typically not a horror reader, but this was... This was really great. The whole premise of it is he buys a heart-shaped box from a lady, and it comes with it a ghost that he must now survive. And pretty tough, pretty tough for him. And he, the whole book is pretty much about him just trying to face his past decisions and the consequences of them in order to survive this ghost and become basically a better person at at the end of it. Now, in this case, it's not the box that's haunted. It's the suit. Is that right? The suit. Yeah, the suit was the lady that he bought it from. It was her stepfather's suit. And he was a I don't know how to describe it, but he was kind of like a mystic in a way. And so he kind of when he died, he was able to cling part of his soul to the suit. So when she sold the suit, it was really a clever way of her selling the ghost. Oh. <laughs> and she advertised it as a ghost too, right? Yes. He's a he loves to collect occult things that are oh, so he knew what he was getting into well yeah. sort of I theoretically because i'm guessing none of the other occult items actually had ghosts but realistically like i have to ask this here like i feel like it is in character with jude isn't that his name is it jude or judas 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 coin anyway wow. <laughs> yes that is his name anyway i feel like that's in line for his character but how many people realistically would buy something if it was said to be haunted like i think people who like occult it? stuff like if they if they like it but they don't really believe in it, I can totally see them doing that. Like people who stay that I like haunted. Like, I mean, I've done that houses before. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so they're, they're they're doing it for excitement of like participating in in something. I don't think they ever actually expect a a poltergeist that they have to fully like survive. <laughs> oh yes, this does seem like kind of like the Halloween version of a Christmas Carol, though. Like it feels like the way you described it, like the ghost is making him a better person. Uh. Well, surviving the ghost is making him a better person. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he, in in the and it's he's he comes out he's not really trying to be a better person it's just Mm -hmm. the ghost is punishing him for one of his (laughs) past sins that he made and so he's he throughout this whole process his character arc you see him develop into a much better person and you Mm -hmm. because when i was first reading it i was like yep i can't wait for this guy he's gonna get it you know but at the end i'm like (gasps) oh Oh no! I I totally love this guy. Now. Yeah, After I actually we've gone care. This far. <laughs> I care now. Now I care. So, how about you tell us about Judas's like personality, background, a little bit about him? So he is a rock star. He makes tons of songs. He loves it. He just loves being a rocker. But now he's retired. He's at the back end of his life, and he's just kind of living now. And so he was very. He had some bad times in his house and when he was growing up his dad did not want him to be a a musician at all in fact in the book he breaks his left hand which is the the hand that makes chords so one of the big things that judas had to overcome was he had to learn how to play guitar the opposite way yeah make (laughs) chords with his right hand 
So just to overcome his father hurting him. So a lot of big things is him dealing with his father and his his role that he had on his life and what he didn't like about him. So he's at the end. He's retiring. He's he's good. Everybody kind of in the band is gone in some way. They're either they don't want anything to do with him anymore or. Didn't two of his band members die? Yeah. One kind of committed suicide by driving 140 miles an hour off the road into a tree. That'll oh, do it. Yeah. And the other one died of, I believe, AIDS? Overdose, maybe? or Oh, no, AIDS. That's yeah, right. That's it was right. AIDS. Yeah. But he had some tough stuff. And then when we meet him for the first time, he's living with his girlfriend. And just to show how detached he is from other people, he calls his girlfriend Georgia. Her name is Maribeth. And he... Her real name is Marybeth. She had another name when she was doing a very particular <laughs> career. Exotic he calls dancer. her. Yeah, he was. A, she was an exotic dancer that he found. And uh, <laughs> but his his two previous girlfriends, you know, they were. He only ever called them by states' names, the states where they were from. Oh, I forgot wow. about that detail about him. Yeah. Mm. So his previous girlfriend, her name was Florida. This one that he's currently on, her name's Georgia. At least so. Georgia sounds like it could be a name. <laughs> He walked yeah. around and someone was like, oh, Florida, come check this out. Mm-hmm. It's much better than Vermont. There's yes. nothing that rolls off the tongue about Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's something that really jumped out at you since you don't read horror very often that really like affected you, whether it be like a scary part or just something sentimental, since it seems like he's changing a lot as a person one big part of this there's a part where he goes with georgia to deal with one of the problems that happens that springs up in the book he goes with georgia to her hometown her baby hometown where her her bammy her bammy which is her grandma that's where she lives and so he goes there and he sees another ghost not one that has anything to do with him but bammy's which is the grandma's, her sister, one time when they were much younger, just little kids, they were called in to dinner, and Bammy was like, she came in, but her sister didn't. And then her sister disappeared. To Still to this day, they don't know what happened. They think what it was was that she was plucked off and taken off by somebody. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that is is every time... When somebody comes over there and they look out in the yard and they see the sister going out and playing, they'll see the sister suddenly look around, walk over to the fence and then be picked up and taken away. And so Judas, at that point, he's trying to fight a ghost already. Mm -hmm. So then he sees this happening and he knows the story of she got taken away. So he calls out to her. And that's what everybody else before him couldn't do. They couldn't ever, you know, call out to try to prevent her. They always thought she just walked away, but no, they always, so they're always like, Hey, come in. They always try to call out, but they can't, they're just voice just can't do it. And then, so he finally, he's the person who calls out and she looks over, she sees him, they make eye contact. So he thinks he solved it. Then suddenly she gets plucked away and taken by force just magically. Mm -hmm. So he's like, why? I thought I helped her. I thought I, you know, I fixed it. I called out to her. Like you said, Bammy. She's like, well, sometimes when people come back, they're not trying to get you to fix what happened. You can't fix what happened. But sometimes it feels better to know that somebody knows what happened. Mm. So that was one of the things. And then with that, she told him, the dead will pull you down when you stop singing. Basically, when you stop being a part of life, then you get pulled down. And I thought that was a very, very, very great point that mm-hmm. struck with me. Since you don't normally read horror, do you think this book in particular was a good starting point? I think this was a great starting point. It's not gory or scary. 
it's not super going to give me nightmares. Like I watched just, I, I never even watched the movie it, but I saw mm-hmm. the, I saw the trailers for it and I had nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Just That's the fair. trailers alone gave me nightmares, but this one, it was, it was really great. Cause it kept you on your toes where you didn't know what was going to happen next. And you were, you were scared for Judas, but it wasn't like haunting in a way. It was, it was really great, very suspenseful, Lots of good horror, and I think it's, uh, for a person who's new to horror, this could be a very good first book, because it's really well-written, and it's not going to hit you with, like, a on a scale of 1 to 10, it's not going to hit you with a 10. It's probably a good, solid 3 to 5. Okay. Okay. Kind Are of depending you... on how sensitive the person is. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to read any more horror books after this? I do not know. Horror okay. is just not something I typically leave room for in my life. It's, I've never had any problem with it, but yeah, I might read another Joe Hill book because it was really that good. It also would maybe be an interesting comparison. Did you know that that is Stephen King's son? Yes, I found that out, and I was like, "What? Why?" Because I would have thought he would have been, you know, like Joe King or something. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess you could see why name. that could be a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also, that I didn't is even his... think about the joke. <laughs> That's amazing. So also, he started publishing, I think that is like a pen name, and I think it's because he didn't want to ride on his father's coattails. He wanted mm-hmm. to be known for his own merit as an author, especially since he's writing in the same genre. Mm-hmm. I think he published a few books before he like revealed yes. that he was Stephen King's son. So do you think you would be interested in trying Stephen King for comparison? I did, while I was looking, I did find some great Stephen King books that I thought really sounded very interesting and sounded similar to this but just different so mm-hmm. yes i think i could read a stephen king uh one of his much not very scary scary ones because yeah. i think if joe hill's a three to five stephen king's got to be an eight to ten you oh, know i'll like, give you one i'll give you one afterwards ooh. maybe uh maybe one of his shorter stories yeah. is a good one because because if you don't like it it would be a real bummer to commit 1000 pages <laughs> of reading to to discover that yes uh stephen king some of his writing can be kind of bloated so. yes so what do you typically read just give us an idea what kinds of stuff usually draws you sci-fi lots and lots and lots of sci-fi a popular choice at the library yes Yes. Uh, but i particularly do a lot of apocalyptic Mm sci-fi and a lot of massive fleet sci-fi kind of like out in space we're gonna go space opera like yeah like military sci-fi yes yes i found a nice one by david weber i believe it's Mm -hmm. called out of the dark it's a series now there's a two books but uh, it's pretty great and i want i want i'm probably going to read it next there's another series i can't remember the author but the series is like the leviathan series and i would suggest that too that one is like a very like like if you like high fantasy like that like over scope like like strategic political level of like sci-fi it's it's there i prefer the much more one-on-one sci-fi where it's just like someone in the gritty depths of some weird sci-fi universe yeah that's kind of how i am too but it's nice to hear that you had a good first introduction i think it's really hard with horror because people are like either the topics can turn people off so easily or like levels of gore or like anything like that like content so i'm really glad that you even if don't read it you don't read anymore at least we're like yeah i did horror at least you weren't traumatized (laughs) you know part of what's hard about recommending horror in particular like you were saying horror leans into some of those taboos that we have as a culture as a society 
it really depends on how the author frames it. And mm -hmm. because of that, people are very sensitive to differing types of triggers and their yes. sensitivity level is different. So like I don't think ghost or possession horror is very scary. Like I'll still watch it and and or read it and I'll think it's good. But one of our coworkers on her list was like, do not give me anything with possession. <laughs> it scares me so much. And I was just like it's interesting sometimes to think that something that is like not at all scary to you is horrifying to someone oh, else. Oh, and I have to tell you now, like, so used to, I would watch any and all horror films, read all sorts of horror books, but now that I am a parent, I get so much more nervous when a kid is involved in the story on any level. Mm -hmm. Like, it just makes me extremely uncomfortable because I don't want anything to happen to the kid. Yeah. Like, anybody else in the film or story is fair game, but I just feel leave the, the same kids way alone. about pets. <laughs> the first episode of squid game which is also horror had a cat in it and i was like the moment the cat came on screen i was like oh no oh no oh no and i had to go to does the dog die to make sure the cat was okay because i was like this can't be a i hope this isn't one of those callback things where like later the cat's dead somewhere don't worry everybody the cat's okay you can watch squid game if you're okay with people dying but cats are safe <laughs> you know that's one thing that's really funny i did write a horror book at one mm -hmm. point and i killed the dog in it and now like hearing other people mm -hmm. uh, and their reactions to it i feel so guilty like in <laughs> retrospect even though i've never published it but speaking of which i do know there are two dogs in heart-shaped box do oh, they yes. make it out okay do they make it out no Oh no. oh no so not a good one if you're not a fan of well of, they, of pets they do hurt. they're kind of like the saviors of the book in a way so one of the big themes that he kind of drops in there is that familiars which mm. is a uh basically judas he's he would be lost without his dogs like because you know the ghost was always coming in always coming after him and he couldn't do anything about it because it's a ghost but dogs especially judas's dogs are allowed to protect him because they're his dogs mm. so they kind of had their own little spirits to it yeah he had uh, it's pretty great. They were able to fight them off so many times, but in the end, I think they both suffered a oh, little bit. No. Sadly. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us, because that's one of the other interesting things about ghost stories in particular. How did the ghost, like, tell us an example of how the ghost tried to attack Judas. Initially, it was when it started off, he was just just getting Judas to kill himself. That was like, he got Judas to go over to his favorite Mustang sit in the garage, you know, mm -hmm. the garage was closed. He made Judas start the car and try to kind of CO kill himself, you know, mm -hmm. carbon monoxide. But yeah. later on, turns more violent when he starts, when they, after they get the dogs to defeat the ghost, then it starts get turning kind of to a different level. He starts possessing other people, getting other people to try to run him over or crash okay. into his car. Oh, okay. And then he always gets the girlfriend. The girlfriend is one of the biggest trigger points with Judas is because he's just like really trying to keep his girlfriend alive. But the ghost is just using every second that Judas drops his guard. He's trying to get the girlfriend. Okay. Okay. So it's typically it's between him and the girlfriend either hurting each other or possessing somebody else to come get him. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the story or um, your impression of horror now? <laughs> it is really great. The gore level's not that big. 
I think he cuts his hand a couple times, but not really anything too super duper graphic. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like this book. So. I just want to add really quickly. <laughs> this is our third Philo on the podcast. Uh, I would like to officially dub them the first family of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, we can get them all together one day. One day, even if they're not all together. We need to to get them all on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, there we go. That's the official the official sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the fun things too when we were when we were reading the horror books. Mom does not at oh, all. No. I ever feel read for her it. every time we do one because <laughs> for a long time I think people were just like it's so fun to give someone who doesn't like scary things scare. And I was like, guys, you got to be nice. Like. They need to actually be okay with reading these books, and she mm. and she's such a trooper because she'll always read like all of them, and I'm like, you don't have to. Oh yeah, she <laughs> <Please> don't. <laughs> she will always read everything that you give her, and then regret it later. <laughs> yeah. Did she make it out okay with the horror books? As far as I can tell, her she takes pauses, and so that's one of the things is that <laughs> she she's really good at when I I take it too when we when I was midway through this book and when it was getting really 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 up there I was like okay it's pause time and I watch yeah. Veggie Tales you know like, there you go <laughs> restore my faith in humanity yeah, but yeah like, gotta clean your brain <laughs> she sometimes she's like oh my gosh I just feel so hurt I'm gonna read the Bible for a minute oh. <laughs> like, it's like oh, okay yeah take a pause take a minute take oh, a gosh. breather <laughs> but uh, she's she's doing that she I, I yeah. believe she likes her so far. That's good. That's good. I think for very empathetic people, horror can be difficult because it's much more of like an emotional like workout than it is for people yeah, who can she's like distance just like, themselves more. She just gets hurt that the person's being hurt yep. in some Aww. way. But the world needs people like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to stop giving them scary horror books. Exactly. <laughs> I was telling my little brother about this one because his, his deepest, darkest fear is ghosts. Oh, no. Just because he just like, yep. he, he can deal with anything else because he can deal with it. He mm-hmm. just figures ghosts, you can't do anything. Yeah. And, and this so, book is like proof of that. Like, this is this book is pretty much 100% you can't do anything against him. You know, yeah. So. Which is why some people find this book. Like I know some other coworkers said mm-hmm. this is the scariest book they've ever read. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because that you that. didn't find yeah. it that scary. So. Yeah, because I was when I was going through it, I was like, man, this is probably my new deepest, darkest fear, you know, because <laughs> what do you do? But really, he gave drop some tips and some pointers some that tips. if i'm ever <laughs> if i'm ever you know haunted or possessed by a ghost i'm going to uh employ. adopt a new from the shelter no. <laughs> yeah i've got I, I used to have five dogs and i think we're down to two now there's oh, no. poor little doggies but we're down to two and i'm like yeah i guess i'm gonna hold them a little closer we're gonna now. need some more dogs in here <laughs> now we have, and we have two cats too so i'm they're my inside protectors <laughs> although i don't think a cat will really protect you i think they're I just feel like that they'll mean. probably like hiss at it a little bit maybe hiss do like a little like bat but then they'll run away and then maybe mm-hmm. demand food yeah <laughs> demand food yeah and they're just watching like it's entertainment <laughs> all right well thank you so much for being a good sport and giving mm-hmm. horror a try yes yeah. and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye